After one of the most bizarre weeks in recent memory, we're going to try and put together the Brisbane Football Review for another week. Let's see how we go. Yeah, okay, you know what, let's just skip the intro and get right into this. This is the Brisbane Football Review, back for another week after, look, as I just said, it's bizarre, it's crazy, it is unprecedented what is going on at the moment with, well, let's be honest, the coronavirus that just seems to be sweeping over the entire world and not in a good way. I'm James and I'm joined once again by Scott and Adam. Guys... What are we, where do we start? This is just insane. This has been probably the most bizarre week, um, sport, sporting-wise especially, but also you know, just in just in life in general. This is It's unprecedented. We're in extraordinary times, and you know, I wish everyone out there the best. So it's been crazy, and it's not going to not get any um, simpler either. No, it's not going to get any better anytime soon, but it's this has been the most bizarre week I think we've all experienced in our life. and In history, it's been a long time to experience anything like this change. It's been quite bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we'd hats off to all the medical professionals and scientists out there trying to battle this yeah. uh, disease at the moment. And uh, we can only hope things get uh, back to relatively normal as quick as we can. Now, this is going to be a very, very different podcast to what you're used to. Normally, by now, we'd probably be talking about the Raw's 1-0 win over the Central Coast Mariners. But we've got to give the coronavirus and its impact on sport its uh, a preferential treatment, I suppose, because it is the biggest story, not just in sport, but in news as well. So we're going to lead off with a chat we actually just recorded with Raw CEO Dave Pure about some of the changes that have been going on in the A-League. We really should thank Dave for his time as well. And uh, this is the interview we just did over the phone. Please be joined on the phone by Raw CEO David Pure. Dave, thanks for the time today. It's been a pretty hectic day of A-League news with the fixture updates, hasn't it? Well, it's been a pretty hectic week around uh, a lot of the, the changes and amendments and the discussions being had across the whole league. So one day is just another one that uh, we're just overcoming some hurdles and, and uh, challenges. And you would have seen by now there's been a, a slight fixture change uh, to uh, this round where our boys will be playing Newcastle at Seabus Stadium yeah. this Friday night. Yeah, is that going to be you know really hard for the guys to prepare for, essentially on about 48 hours' notice, or has this been in the works for a couple of days? No, no, the boys, the boys are in a really good spirit. So just to give all your uh, listeners a good sense of what the club's been doing behind the scenes, obviously when you are facing, this is a, a really unprecedented crisis. However, there is a, a bit of framework to, to work from. And the first thing and foremost is to remain calm and make sure that the protection of the players and staff and our environment that we work in is is absolutely protected, um, first and foremost. And we put a range of measures in place to do that. So we have all of our staff um, who are not in the football department working from home because they all have equipment and so forth that would allow them to do that. And the club has a daily briefing with all of our staff um, in all the departments to work through uh, the current day's events and the events into the, the next foreseeable days as well. And then it's around a cleaning, sanitising aspect. So I'm sorry to get into the issue, but I think it's important around how we protect everyone as well. Oh, the more detail, the better. Yeah, a massive sanitising aspect around our administration building and our football departments as well. In the meantime, I meet with the players and the staff on a daily basis in the morning. We give them an update around what is progressing. And the boys, actually, the coaching staff, have been preparing to play a game this weekend, so everything in our lead-up has always been around playing a game 
and the boys are actually focused on playing a game and obviously having a good performance as well. So that training, that training routine hasn't changed. Um, we knew that was going to be some cancellations to Melbourne. That's okay. We just had to slightly adjust, but then I knew that we were going to be playing either a Friday or a Saturday. We've adjusted accordingly and trained um, to, to the conditions in which we have to play against um, and the people we're going to be playing against. So I think that's the, that's the critical bit there. And uh, we've obviously closed down the whole training venue to general public and others because we want to preserve um, the players and make sure that they're uh, looked after and a significant arms length away from anything or anyone that may or may not have the symptoms of the coronavirus. Um, so that's the initial steps we've done. Obviously, we've gone through a lot of layers um, in different areas to make sure all the necessary precautions have been taken on. Um, our club doctor and the uh, the national CMO's medical advice. And obviously, you know, in this situation, the natural instinct is to err on the side of caution. And do you feel like, you know, that's been the consistent approach across all the clubs across the A-League, or at least what's happening down at Logan? Well, definitely down at Logan it has, because we're, we go through things based on facts. We don't worry about innuendo. Um, we don't get drawn into who said what, where and when. We're based on fact, and that fact comes from those who are in authority positions above us, so we can then make decisions and plan based upon that. I think that's what's prudent throughout any business, and it's no different from a football club as well. So when there's medical advice coming down, when there is restrictions about um, crowds, who can come and who can't come, we then take that as a minimum, and then we try and set our expectations to preserve uh, one, the integrity of the match, but to protect the players and the staff to who actually get the players going um, so they can perform their duties and play a game. And you mentioned, obviously, playing a game. Obviously, it's hard for everyone to, you know, be solely focused on the football at the moment. You guys are taking a game to Seabus Super Stadium. What's gone into that decision to move the Round 27 match forward to this Friday night? Yeah, so there's well, two things. One, it's not only just a club decision, so you have to look in the context of trying to condense a whole lot of games that are left for the rest of the season into a very narrow period of time as well, and to work in with the broadcaster. That's what is being required upon us to do. Um, those venues and, and the broadcaster have to have, have got other sports obviously running behind closed doors. That's going to create changes to formats and locations. So it wasn't for us to say, hey, we're just going to... We're initially looking at Dalton Stadium um, at an earlier time time slot on a Friday. However, the broadcaster wasn't able to fulfil that obligation. But because there's other sort of uh, network outlets, i.e. OB trucks and that, that can produce content in stadiums because of other games as well, it was a much easier to select a stadium where that infrastructure was already going to be in place. That was the overall decision. Um, as you know, our game this week, if it was in the proper schedule, would have been down in Melbourne. So there's been a, a totally flip of that as well. Um, and we've brought forward effectively what we're playing Newcastle, which we're going to play on Easter Sunday, to this time slot, um, which would help out a lot of other clubs as well in the A-League to fulfil their obligations as well. So that's, that's the simplistics of what the decision was and why. And uh, the people in FFA and, and the Leeds Co have been working tirelessly really to try and get the best outcome for everyone but what you're seeing now is a collective group of clubs 
coming together for the betterment of the game, which is always the case, and I think it's a testament to everyone working together to um, get the best outcome so the players can actually play. Um, they want to play, which is, which is brilliant. And has there been any consideration given to the possibility of, play, of opening the stadiums up again come a possible final series? Well, I think we're a little way away from talking about finals at the moment because we've just got a very ever-changing environment and it is changing every day. So when you say, how's, you, how's the day been going? It's actually, how's the week and the, the nights and the early mornings been going? So this is what happens when you go through these type of situations. There is no, not much rest and a lot of people are doing a lot of hours focused on getting the best outcome for the game. So finals, to be quite honest, hasn't been... Um, at the forefront of this, it's about getting the scheduling right first, um, and that's yeah, certainly been articulated in the announcement just before around uh, this next round, what it looks like, and then obviously there'll be changes for the following rounds as well, when they're going to be played and where they're going to be played. And we'll find there needs to be a lot of adaptability between all of the clubs as well to, to do this. Um, so that's, that's one part. Around the stadium... The, the collective group of clubs have made it very clear that um, there's no public to be inside the stadium because we want to protect, obviously, the players as best we can. And that includes family and friends as well. Um, so it's a, a pure closed-door game uh, between two clubs uh, and the players are, well, obviously doing everything they can to uh, perform and win. And then it's uh, from there... Uh, we see what the outcomes are. Sorry about these closing doors, if you're hearing that in your, your interview. <laughs> the kids are coming home. No, that's all good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave you uh, to that, David. Just uh, one last question as well, because I wanted to touch on the NPL as well. The uh, Raw side have gotten off to a flying start this season, and obviously they've had, uh, they're going to be facing probably a month or so without fixtures now. So like, you've just got any comment on the way that they've gotten off to the start of the season? I think when you look at the entire academy as an entirety, um, with uh, how we've structured that under Warren's guidance and the rest of the, the teams as well, the new coaches that we have in, it's a reflection of all their hard work. And I think their performance has been brilliant. Um, they've got the best kids in Queensland, that's what we want in the academy, um, playing in age groups, uh, particular to their, their skill levels as well. Um, our NPL team's been going great. We, we obviously had a draw against Olympic on the weekend. From, you know, the typical raw standard coming from the last minute to uh, equalise. But I think they've all been fantastic. It's a, a reflection. And what it shows is the depth of players coming through the system that could potentially be the next A-League players. So keep a watchful eye out for some of them as well. Um, obviously, we've got some of those contracted in the... Uh, uh, like a Kai Truen, who I think hit the last penalty for them to equalise the game against Olympic. You know, there's a future star there. Jordan Courtney's got more minutes coming back from injury. So they're all seeing this avenue and they're pushing hard to ensure they can then reach um, potentially into the number one team with the A-League boys, uh, but certainly there for the future as well. All right, excellent. Well, David, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Not a very... Well, it's a very busy time for you. Um, best of luck getting all this sorted for the rest of the season. And uh, thank you once again. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed the interview. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, David. All right. So once again, big thanks to Dave Perret there, the CEO of the Brisbane Raw, uh, for his time this afternoon. And, well, yeah, we are going to try our best. We are well aware of the fact that there are much more important things going on right now than 
what's happening in football. But this is a football podcast. We're not doctors. We're not scientists. We're going to stick to our wheelhouse right now and try and offer up a distraction for the next, oh, I don't know, 45 or so minutes and try and have a little bit of fun as well because there's a lot of serious, depressing stuff out there. And whether you're laughing at us or with us, we don't care. Just laugh. Absolutely. Yeah, and I said it's... Uh... Yeah, like I said, it may not be any football on, but there's plenty going on in the world that hopefully that will distract, and now I hope we can be a small part of that. There is still a bit of football going on. We might get to that later. Yes, okay. So as of about 3.34 o'clock this afternoon when Scott put together this run sheet, we things do change quite rapidly at the moment, so it may have changed in that time being. But games going to continue, not necessarily as scheduled. They are going to be updating the A-League draw as as needed to try and uh, put all the fixtures in place to happen to, I suppose, satisfy the broadcasting requirements of Fox Sports. Um, no crowd in attendance for the remainder of the regular season plus final series at this stage. Uh, it seems like we're going to be, you know... Oh, and actually, that's one thing as well. If I hear one more person making the joke of, not just the A-League, you know, Super Rugby, pick any NRL or AFL club that doesn't draw a big crowd. If I hear one more joke about, oh, they're used to playing in front of empty stadiums, I would happily see that person fired into the sun. It's not funny. Show some originality. There, there is there is also one other uh, one I know that we're seeing in, in small doses in football at the moment. If, if if one person, one more person, buddy, you know, messages or tries to tag a club and say, oh, what about our, our game tickets or what about our memberships? You know what? Yeah, you can go into the C2 because... You said C. There's yeah. a time to deal with that stuff. It's probably on down the line. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And, that, and like I said, but right now, um, if you want the sports survival, you want the clubs to get through because they're going to take massive financial hits on this. Um, the best thing you do is leave your money there. Look, I'm sure that eventually, if, if no more is played and you don't get to see another game, I'm sure there'll be offers, but now is not the time. Yeah, let, uh, yeah. let's just focus on the football, I suppose. Um, yeah, so game uh, no crowd in attendance for the remainder of the regular season final series. Uh, Wellington and Melbourne are now having to undergo 14 days of self-quarantining as per federal government regulations. Victory started theirs on Monday. Wellington arrive in Sydney today. Um, and that was only after the Phoenix were allowed to essentially keep training for the next two weeks because... Well, if, you can't, if you're all in self-isolation, that's not really going to do a whole lot for your team chemistry, is no, it? No, it's not. I think Melbourne Victory, they can all well, are self-isolating. They can still work out at their houses or their department, wherever they live. But if you're in a... If you're entering a boo with your yeah, baby. That, that was great, <laughs> that. But if you're in the Wellington Phoenix situation and you're in a hotel room the whole time, there's very little... I mean, you do some training for marathons and stuff, James. There's very little that you can do in a hotel room to stay in any kind of physical shape to compete at that kind of level. So I think this had to be a concession that was made. It was made in... Wellington arrived today, so their 14 days begin now, and they're probably the team I feel the most sorry for in this situation because they're the ones who are the most put out by us. Everybody else at least gets to to stay for the majority of the time in their own environment, in their own city. Wellington have to travel across the across the ditch and then they have to stay in a hotel for what could be... A month. Um, maybe more. Actually, yeah, we'll be... If there's finals at the end of the regular season, which if there is, they will be obviously competing it based on ladder position. So it could be up to two months by the time that they're able to be actually out and about in Wellington again by the time they go through there. Obviously, they're two weeks back in New Zealand as well. So it's a, it's quite a big effort for them to actually be here and participate in the tournament from now on. Well, I know there are other external factors, but quite frankly, like hats off to the Phoenix players for agreeing to yeah. do this because if it were me, I would just be saying, nah, I'm going to stay home with my family. I can't do this. And obviously, you know, big difference between what we do and what professional athletes are as well. But at the end of the day, like, I, I thought, you know, that was going to wind up being 
something a lot more serious than it was. But look, you give credit to the Knicks for doing this, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's the thing is as well. You know, you know, you can obviously you go away on holidays or or wherever. You know, for work or wherever. You know, look, one or two weeks is fine. But look, it's going to take a toll mentally. I think also the back end. Once they get through the self isolation, and whatnot. You know, at the moment, if you feel like at you know a camp or something like that. But when you get three, four weeks into this, you know, where they're stuck in Australia. It's going to be you know, a real mental challenge for these players. You know, also it's also from a personal sense. You know, being away from family, being away from friends, being away from loved ones. And look, you know, in a way, you almost you almost be you know rooting for them because I think they're they're suffering more hardship than us. Maybe maybe sort of almost the same levels what the raw was back in 2011-12 when they were displaced after the floods. But this is on a much bigger level than that. And I don't it, for a yeah, second something like that compare ten. like because this is it's even a good though, point that you raise absolutely yeah like playing on the road is one thing. But Staying on the road, um, and you know, being away for what could be you know two months almost, if, if everything sort of goes to the normal timeline, that is going to be really tough on the players mentally. So you know, I, I wish them well, and actually, you know, a small part of me, if the raw gets knocked out, I'd be cheering for them because you know they're going to earn it. I promise not to make any Knicks out jokes for the next couple of months. That's my sacrifice that I'm going to make on that. But also, like. Is it Ulysses Davia? He's got a wife in Mexico who I think is about to or just has given birth to I, I think she just gave birth. I think Luke Davia's wife is about to give birth. But I think they both travelled to Australia today. For I think, the time being. I'm pretty sure the New Zealand reporters confirmed that they both came to Australia today. So that would have been, a really, that would have been an yeah. impossible choice to make in that sort of situation. And that's, that's the sort of thing that they really have going to have to deal with over the next couple of weeks. So you really do feel for the Wellington players. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you, you can only take so much from this at the moment as well. And obviously, we keep saying, you know, there is so much more going on than football here, but it might be nice to have, like, just as a, from a fan's perspective, like, it's going to be fun to have a bit of a distraction as well. Like, I know it was weird on Friday night, and we will get into that game in a little bit more detail later, but, yeah, it's just, like, it's going to be good to have something to watch that isn't, well, the news. Absolutely, and it has been a really, really weird week. I think it was actually this time last week here, James, when some of the overseas sports were being cancelled. That's when it really started to get serious in the sporting world. And then obviously it's accelerated again also in our country in the last week, but it has been a really weird week. Just a personal aside where I think on Friday morning, I left to go to work and i just seen a statement from the Premier League saying all matches are going ahead as planned. I get out of my car at work 20, 25 minutes later because I was... There was no traffic, well, little to no traffic on the roads compared to normal. And then I see, oh, Mikel Arteta's been diagnosed, or has tested positive for coronavirus. And I was like, oh, well, there's the Premier League done. But the one thing as well is that, and as the story about the Premier League goes and a few other leagues, is that this season, while it's going close behind door, all it takes is one player. One player to toss, test positive, to come in a flow, and that will shut it down. Yep. So it's a, bit, it's a bit like the same argument at the moment in NRL and AFL, is that that you know, basically it comes down to it's all fine and well and good to play behind closed doors at the moment but that's only a temporary arrangement as long as all the players you know what uh, 260 odd players across the 11 the, the 11 squads yeah. as long as they stay fit and healthy because if one of them actually catches it I reckon that will cause a shutdown it will because that's what happened with the NBA actually it was one player Rudy Gobert he got it for the Utah Jazz he had it and then as soon as they realised he had it the whole they they shut it down and other leagues in America followed. You mentioned Mikhail Arteta. He was found to have it. I think Callum Hudson-Odoi had it for Chelsea as well. So they shut it down. 
you're right. Well, the first time anyone in the A League gets the coronavirus, all the NRL, all the AFL, I think that will be the end of it. And look, and look, that's a sudden that's, that's the a best, smart thing as the well. The best case scenario we're facing at the moment is that everyone gets through as fit and healthy. Hopefully, that the restrictions are not just to close the uh, closed stadium, but also as well, everything else is going around it. Let's just hope we can get through this season and there's no positive cases because that would, in the end, that would actually be the best case scenario at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, been a ridiculous start to 2020 on so many fronts. Um, And yeah, I honestly don't really have that much else to add. So um, you've got a clip from uh, Robbie Fowler about uh, the impact of coronavirus as well. So let's just hear from him as well. Look, I think look at the safety of, of everyone, whether it's the players, whether it's the uh, you know supporters who come and uh, you know come watch the games, is, is of paramount importance. So you know we'll be we'll be judged, or we'll we'll go from what the uh, the authorities are saying. Um, you know they they know a lot more than what I know. You know a lot more than what we all know in this room. So um, we'll just go from them. And look, whatever they say, you know we'll we'll go with it. Um, but you know, I will say, and I will stress the uh, the safety of you know, people who go to games and people who who, who are playing in the games. Uh, I mean, that's that's massive, you know. And you know, I think everyone's a little bit nervous in the world at the minute. You know, it's not just in Australia; it's all over the world. So yeah, I think we've just got to listen to the the relevant authorities, um, you know. And if if they think uh, playing games behind closed doors um, is the best thing, then um, you know we're all for that. The low crowd has stopped given the situation. Does he have like, a different sort of feeling out there tonight? Look, you know, it, it, it is nice when you get obviously bigger crowds, we know that. Uh, but look, I think people are nervous. You know, we've just mo- spoken about the coronavirus and what's happening. Uh, people are nervous and, you know, they don't want to be, you know, in, in crowds or, you know, in close proximity to, uh, you know, to other people. So um, it is what it is. Um, look, we can't let that affect us. You know, we've, we've played games in front of, you know, a lot more people. Um, and what we've, we train every single day, you know, with, with less people there. So um, we're all aware of, of what the need is. We're all aware, you know, of why the, the crowd was low. Um, and look, it is what it is. You know, people are nervous. So, you know, we can't let that affect us. We've just got to go out there and try and play the way we can. Okay, that was Robbie Fowler after... after that Friday, was in the press conference yeah. on Friday night. Where you guys were a safe distance from him, I assume. Yeah, there was new protocols on Friday night. We were well well kept away from Robbie, so... Yes, so we should say thanks to Brisbane Raw for recording and sending that audio to us. And uh, you just have one more point you wanted to make on this, Scott. Yeah, it was more about the NPL, which we we'll get to in a minute. I think that's I think that was obviously postponed till April 18th, and I think that's absolutely the smart thing because if it's going to spread in the football world, that's where it's going to spread. You think about these community clubs and up to NPL clubs, they they can open at six six thirty in the morning on a Saturday if you've got junior games starting at eight o'clock, and they might not shut till ten p.m. after a senior match. So. If you've got a club open for that long, the amount of people who would go through there in that time, if you get one or two people in that in that time period entering a, a facility like that who have it, that's where you could get a real spread. So I do absolutely think shutting down the NPL for a few weeks is absolutely the right decision as well. I 100% agree with you there, Scott. Like, we've been talking about this all week as well, just going back and forth about you know trying to work out what's going on. And you think about like those junior games in the morning where that's probably where you had you would be hitting that 500 number that seems to be the... Particularly the bigger clubs yeah, as well. They exactly. have multiple teams in each age group. Yeah, look, and, um, look um, my my personal selfish view is that, that you know, maybe uh, they could have you know, spared the MPL, um, the senior competitions, 
But you know, look at the end of the day. You know, whatever decisions made, you, you like it's the right one. Um, but yeah, especially the ju- the junior side of things. How they they before they made um, FFA and FQ made the announcements that they were shutting down all quote grassroots football. Um, like so, there was protocols in place about trying to manage a situation, having only one parent drop off, and that that to me was always going to be tough to you know, especially in the face of the 500 or less sort of. Um, you know, protocols. It was going to be impossible to try and sort of manage that. So, look, at the end of the day, for the sake of everyone, I think it's a good decision. As I said, me personally, I would love to have seen the MPL seniors still go. But, you know what? In the end, it's the best and most prudent decision. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that the FFA and state federations were able to reach that decision. I think the FFA had their arm twisted a little bit by, I believe it was South Australia who was the first mm. state to say, yep, we're just canning all football for the next few weeks. And, Football Brisbane also did postpone all their games at the weekend, so they also were ahead of the curve. Yeah, so I think there were moves being made to reach that point anyway, and I think that just probably accelerated the process a little bit. Either way, yeah, no local football until April 18th, which I think... So we lose FFA Cup this weekend, but only two rounds of competition, I'm fairly certain. Possibly less. If I No, two rounds of competition... Because from what I can gather, the Easter weekend was actually a built-in free weekend as it stood anyway. Yeah, so it's it's two rounds plus FFA Cup so far. We, we no guarantee we'll be back by April 18th. We hope so because we love covering it, but yeah, it could be longer than that. And I think looking at the reactions of some of the clubs as well, I think there were quite a few relieved yeah. people there saying, let's just reset, Re- come back in a month, reset, and let's just see how things go. Because... Like, obviously, the NPL's only just started, so it's probably actually in a closer situation on a slightly It's smaller, much easier yeah. to postpone it at this point, isn't it? Yeah. That competition. And, look, if that happens to run into October, I don't think there'll be any objections, at least on our end. And the, you would hope that the bulk of the people who do follow NPL regularly, or just sports in general, would go, yeah, all right, pretty exceptional circumstances at the moment. Let's just try and get what we can done. Well, there's every chance that, you know, all the winter... All the winter sports, including including the A League, as far as the world's longest off season, if there's a late finish, um, there's no reason why it may not start in November. You know, because obviously the AFL and the and the NRL potentially could go into October, maybe early November, depending on how long if they go, especially if they go into shutdown. So, so yeah, look, I think at the end of the day, there's no rule saying you know, oh this this event or this league must end on this date. Obviously, you want to complete by the end of the, end of the calendar year. But I think at the end of the day, I think you know, if it means that we're going to be a month extra, so be it. And as we should mention as well, just a couple of the um, things that have been announced in the last 24 hours. So the Copa America has been postponed to 2021. Uncertain if the Socceroos will be competing in that. Because uh, of World Cup qualifying, potentially. Yes, yep. World Cup qualifying uh, fixtures have been postponed that were supposed to take place later this week. Later this month, I beg your pardon. Uh, the Matildas International Friendlies against the USA and Canada have both been cancelled. Um, it seems like we're still on a point where a lot of this stuff is ramping up rather than hitting the downside, but we hope things start to ease off in the very, very near future. That's, yeah, that's all From a football perspective as well, for Matildas and all there is, it could also be Tokyo 2021 as well. It might yes. get postponed as well. We don't know that yet, mm. but it seems like it's heading that way, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And look, sooner this gets solved the better um yeah because like we're all sports lovers and there's just so much that we're just realizing how much of our lives are actually devoted yeah. to this stuff at the moment oh yeah so yeah no, some withdrawal symptoms isn't there a <laughs> little bit yeah we'll get through it we'll get yes. through it together 
definitely. All right, uh, we might take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and try to recap uh, the Raw's win on Friday night against the Central Coast Mariners. This is the Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. All right, we're back for a very, very bizarre edition of the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam here on this Wednesday evening as... Well, we're going to try and uh, think back to Friday night, which seems so long ago, considering all the stories that have happened since then. But on the ninth anniversary of Orange Sunday 1, the Raw beat the Mariners again, this time by a score of 1-0 in a game that was... I can only sum it up as eerie. It was a small crowd with half the bottom tier uh, blocked off, which I saw some people on Twitter taking photos of the blocked-off section going, oh, look at the crowd. That's their own fault for being idiots. But anyway, Scott, what did you make of the game? It was eerie, and it was also a foregone conclusion, because obviously you mentioned it was the ninth anniversary Orange Sunday 1, and there's no way the Mariners are going to beat the Roar on that date. It's the sack. sack's never going to happen, but it was eerie. And I will say the Mariners actually did play, in all seriousness, some really good stuff in the first half. They had probably the better of the first half in terms of the chances created. They probably should have made more of it, but it's just they don't take their chances... Brisbane got one right at the end of the first half, and Scott McDonald's in some great form at the moment. He took his chance, and Brisbane, as of right now, are in the, in the top four. I don't know why anyone would want him benched, Adam. Yeah, look, um, it was. I look, I agree. It was an eerie game. And look, to be honest, it felt like with everything that was going on, it, in a way, it seemed to weigh on the players a little bit. It was. It seemed to be with the you know, with the small crowd, the cavernous you know, empty stadium. It really felt like you know, at times just. It felt like almost a hard training run because neither team really sort of you know did that much. It was a very, it was a very, very sort of. Yeah, and in comparison to the week before when the Raw came out mm. so strong, it was just a complete polar opposite in many different ways, wasn't it? Well, the thing that got me was the fact that, like, obviously, you know, I cover A-League and other sports for my day job. And the fact of the matter is, like, we spent all of Friday in the office just waiting for word of whether or not the game was cancelled. And to be totally honest, the players on both sides just looked distracted. Like, they spent all day sitting around waiting for this match to be called off. And then they got told, oh... Hang on, we've actually got to go play. Yeah, and look, that's not just that's not just um, uh, the Brisbane Roar and Central Coast Mariners play. That looked that looked like the theme all the way across the weekend. It was it, it not seemed... just in the A League as well. We yeah, say. yeah, the, the, yeah, and, and like a lot. Of, this is again, this is a bigger issue than just you know the local competition, like the professional competitions here in Australia. It looked like a lot of players, you know, they're, they're sort of you know, half in engaged, you know, ready to play, but there's a chance it could get called off. And that's got to take a toll on your preparation as a professional athlete. You know, it's easy to say, oh, that's you do it at your job. But even, you know, you do your job. If you know it may get cancelled or the situation's going to change, it's got to be a distraction. And that, I think, and that was, at least across the A-League this weekend, that looked like the um, the whole summer things. It was a huge, yeah, it was a huge issue. And look, these guys are only human. I'm not going to blame them for being a little bit off kilter uh, in this match, but it just shows that, like, the scale of the stuff that they're dealing with at the moment. Yeah, they're humans, not robots, James. Anyone would be affected. But I know I was sitting around on on Friday afternoon. Yeah. Am I going to be going to the game in a couple of hours? I'm not. We had no idea until we about would, two, we three o'clock in the about afternoon. It in our group chat as well, just going, oh, you know, what time are they going to say? Yep, don't come to the stadium. Games off. Yeah. We were that all was wrong, that obviously. was that was about three four o'clock in the afternoon. We were still saying yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And that was an I, hour I was, or two before kickoff. I was kickoff, actually so. worried getting in my car, which is forty minute drive from from Suncorp Stadium. I was actually worried that you know, at some point um, it was going to cancel. I can't check my phone because that would cost me thousand 
a thousand dollars and four points if I get caught. So drive responsibly, that, kiddies. Yeah. So that so that's um that was sort of weighing on my mind. You know, do I get to some corp stadium? They say, oh no, sorry, game's off. Yeah. So so if that if that's me being lowly media credit me media created, what about these players? They're the stars of the show. Yeah, exactly. And we've just like yeah, from our perspective, we're you know doing this you know off our own backs because we love football mm-hmm. and. It, yeah, we're just sitting there going like, we we were distracted. Like you could feel it in the crowd as well. Like, you know, I even the Den, which were to their credit excellent against the Wanderers, even they just felt like, I don't want to say that they didn't want to be there, but that was kind of the feeling amongst the whole crowd as well. Where you just kind of got that feeling of everyone was going, should we really be here? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It was. It's not we don't want to be here. It's just should we be here? It's more what. Because mm. that's what I was thinking in my head. Was like, should we really be here? Even on Sunday, at Den yeah. felt like. Should we really be here with this? But well, full disclosure. And if like, we're I, thinking that, I mean, what are the players thinking? Yeah, yeah. and they're the ones who've got to go out and play. So I, I'm a red season ticket holder as well, glutton for punishment, some might say. But well, yeah, all right, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I wound up not going to the game on Saturday night because I go with my parents and brother, and they were just like, "No, nah, it's not worth the risk." So we decided, "Yeah, that's fine." I was happy to watch it at home. Should point out the two games that I've missed. They've put up, I think, 105 points, and they lost the one game I've been to. So maybe it is just me. So on behalf of Reds fans, we will send this audio to the QIU so that James is banned from future games, so that the Reds go on a glorious run. So you're welcome, Queensland Reds fans. I'll take it. I just want to see the Reds win something. Anyway, been a while. Yeah, almost 10 years. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So back to the rule. I, I don't. I really don't know how much we can even take from this performance, other than not a lot. Really. Yeah. It just, you, I suppose you just have to treat it in isolation and go, it is what it is. They got through the game, they've got the points, and it could be something we see in future weeks as well if the games do go ahead behind closed doors. It's probably, I hope it's not, I hope we see a bit more entertaining stuff than that, but it might be the blueprint of what we see with players uncertain of what the future is and with something with other things on their mind, maybe not at their absolute best. So it might be something we have to unfortunately get used to for the remainder of the season, but hopefully not. Yeah, look, I, I think we may as well just touch on it now because we've, we've got a couple of minutes uh, to talk about it. But I'm not crazy for thinking, like, would it have been the worst thing in the world if the A-League had have, you know, almost copied the NPL release and said, look, we're going to just pause the season for a month, come back, and let's just see how things go. Like, I know there are factors in there, like broadcasting agreements and whatnot that you've got to consider, but... I honestly wouldn't have been all that upset. Yeah, look, that's and that, I think you touched on the point on should we versus the reality is that at the end of the day, Fox Sports do own the rights. They've got they, they've got a contract from the FFA and or the A League, depending on where that's at, saying that they need to fill content. So, I think the reason why they're playing at the moment is because there's still there's still a chance that everything is okay as far as you know not contracting you know the virus or anything like that. So they they're sort of quote obliged to play and honour that contract. Whether I believe they should be, I personally disagree. I think you know what I think it'd be better for everyone. I know Fox mm. might suffer, but you know what, which business isn't suffering at the moment because of the effects of the of the coronavirus mm. worldwide. So maybe that you know they they need to take a step back and say, you know what, the content may be better if you just allow everyone to take a pause for two or three weeks. Well, I will say, I think the Mariners did a fantastic job uh, practicing social distancing just by not bringing Matt Simon on. <laughs> it helped. And I was just going to add to Adam's point. This is, by the way, a um, stakeholder in the league, in the game who, if you believe all the reports, may or may not even want to be in as a stakeholder in the future. So I don't know why you want to pander to him. I think 
safety and security should be the number one priority, but we will continue to play on starting Friday night, James. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for that tea up there, Scott. I You're welcome. Very much appreciate it. I've As got to we... do something useful. Yeah, finally. Anyway, yeah, so Friday night, um, the Raw, well, which is originally the Raw, were scheduled to play Melbourne Victory, but that's on Sunday, but that's been postponed because of uh, Victory's 14 day uh, self quarantine. Um, so the Raw are now playing Newcastle Jets Friday night at Rabina. So 48 hours from now, it's a reschedule of the round 27 fixture that was supposed to take place on the Easter weekend up at Dolphin Stadium in Redcliffe. And um, yeah, it's... It's a bit of a lucky one, isn't it? In yeah. the sense that Wellington and Melbourne Victory are self-quarantined for 14 days. The two teams who are meant to play those teams can have... It's it's common opposition, so the Raw can play today the Jets this weekend. It's a bit lucky like that. Instead of having a two teams having a or four teams having a bye, you've got at least one extra game to be played and not have to. Five play. teams having a bye. That's true. Or four yeah. additional teams who would have had a bye now down to yeah. two. So they're a bit lucky in that sense, the FFA. But it's a it's an interesting one. Is it bring the game forward a couple of weeks? It it does make sense in a way, doesn't it? Well, yeah. We talk, if they're going to condense yeah. the season, it's, it makes sense to do this. We talk about four about distractions. I think the most distracted team on the park. This weekend, war Melbourne victory, and yeah, you know, I know we love we love to give it large to Melbourne victory Brisbane and, B. and hope hope yeah nothing else. But see, I think even that, you know, knowing full well they had seven hours to get back into into Australia after after the travel ban was was um was put on them when they were told Friday it wouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly, and you could tell that that, that distraction, yeah, you know, it just it just killed them. They killed their performance, and in the end, for for all for naught because now they're in fourteen days of self isolation because they couldn't make it back in time. Well, on that as well, the you, I think it sums up basically the tweet from Ola Toivonen and basically saying, oh, we were told we'd be fine. Yeah. We then and then I think Adam Peacock. This isn't a direct quote from him on the back page last night, but it was basically you know they found out just as they were getting ready to walk out onto the yeah. pitch that, oh, by the way, you need to get back to Australia ASAP. And they couldn't. So now they're in the self-isolation thing. And and they're all play the Jets. Yeah. And I will say, you know, just, again, from a footballing perspective, it doesn't really help the Roar a whole lot because the Jets are in some pretty decent form as of late. They were the form team of the weekend. Yeah. They went down to Adelaide, put in a fantastic performance, and they've been really rejuvenated. Under Carl Robinson down there, Roy Donovan scoring. I think he's got three goals in three, so he's certainly found his scoring form since going back down to Newcastle. They're in some great form at the moment, the Jets. This is going to be a very difficult match, and historically it is anyway. The Jets have a great record up here in Queensland, so this is a very, very difficult game for the Raw. It's only a matter of time before the, the comments, where was that from Roy Donovan earlier this, this season? Because he is actually... They haven't started already? Oh, I don't know. Maybe You've I'm, missed them. Maybe I'm looking the wrong places. But, um, yeah, look, he is in good form at the moment. And, yeah, he they said this could be a, you know, a relative you know, banana peel game for the Raw. Yeah. The Jets are still technically alive in the finals race as well. So if they can continue this form, they might absolutely just jump everyone into the top six and be a massive factor. Because if, if the form they're in at the moment, James, they can make the top six and carry that form, they're a real factor. Yeah, definitely. And we should point out as well, so this game is going to be at Seabus Super Stadium uh, down at Rabina. And um, I suppose the important thing to uh, know is behind closed doors. So do not go down to Rabina for this match expecting to be let in. It's a 6.30pm Queensland kickoff time. Uh, I think the only way for you to see it is to be on the, um, is to be watching it on the TV. So, and, and KO and the My Football Live app. Yes, which I believe you can also put on your TV, so I'm just... That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, either way, so yeah, that. So it is behind closed doors friendly. Do not head down to Rabina. That's 
really all we can say about that. I uh, think it, I think the reason why it's not at Suncorp, by the way, is I think the Broncos are playing on Friday night yeah, yes. in a behind closed called NRL games, which already yeah, booked stadium. Yes. yes. So it was was the next obvious location and available. I believe the Gold Coast Titans are actually at home on, over the weekend as well. So. Well, actually, there's two. There'd be a full actually, weekend of uh, behind closed door games at Rabina because uh, New Zealand New Zealand Warriors or the Gold Coast Warriors um, for next Canberra week Raiders. playing Canberra Raiders. So yeah, it's uh, actually come to think of it, uh, back going back to the chat with Dave Pure, he did actually say uh, to do with outside broadcast yes, yeah. uh, material. So that would actually make sense that if there are NRL games. At, uh, this is the most we've ever talked about NRL fixtures on this show ever. Yes. <laughs> it, it's a unique time. Yeah, it is, isn't it? crazy yeah. times. Yeah, exactly. I, the only reason I bring that up about don't go down to Rabina is because I see a couple of um, comments saying I'm going down and maybe reconsider that because I think you'll be met with a steel uh, fence. No, look, if you want to watch 90 minutes through a steel fence, then you're know, more than welcome. I don't know how much in. you'll see and anyway, you can, but... Well, yeah. you can see about a third of the pitch uh, through the openings Actually. in each of the corners, so... Yeah. Okay. You might miss the important stuff, but you'll see a third of the pitch and can say you were there. Don't forget social distancing. Yes, that's yeah, true. If you're going to stand there one half minute apart, please. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, well, that's... It's an interesting game, though, isn't it, for the Raws? I'd, you'd oh, yeah, have yeah. to imagine that it's a, it's a must-win game. you probably go with the same team again. There's not many injuries, is there, for the Raw at the moment that we know of. I mean... No, exactly. It's been obviously very quiet, speaking of the training. They haven't let... So no, no journalists allowed in, nothing coming out of the club. So well, as far as we know, yeah. everyone's ready to go. So Well, you spoke to uh, Chris Grossman about this on Sunday, didn't you? And they were saying like, it's all essential personnel. Yeah, I think I normally see a lot of younger players involved in training. I think at the moment, given, given the situation, it's, the it's two squads. It's the youth squad who will probably now go on break and then the senior squad will be training. So it's probably about it. Definitely. Okay, so before we uh, end segment two, we should quickly mention as well, we'll do our usual predictions uh, here. And Scott, uh, at, at this stage, there's only one game that's scheduled between now and when we're recording next. So what are we going to be talking about when we're recording next? Hopefully some good football from the Raws. Continue on what we've seen the last two weeks. have been in good form at home for the majority of the year, unbeaten. So hopefully that continues, James. Adam, what are we going to be talking about next week? If there is a next week. Virus <laughs> aside. With the way things are going at the moment, I'm not ruling out an alien invasion lunchtime Monday. Uh, yeah, I actually, to be honest, I look, I think, um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even think that far ahead because it's, it's the mentality at the moment is, yeah, will we, but as far as Raw Jets go, look, I think it's, I think it's going to be, you know, you know, draw, drawn game, drawn game, no, neither side, you know, near side, you know, gets the advantage. Yeah, I'm backing a draw as well in this one. I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring encounter and... Have you not seen the Jets lately with the scoring for fun? Yeah, but I'm backing the Raw's back line to hold strong. And, you know, let's be honest, Jamie Young. That's true, Jamie Young. Yep. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this segment. We'll be back to talk about some NPL for the last time for a month. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. All right, it's the third and final segment of the Brisbane Football Review with James Scott and Adam here, and uh, we should give a couple of plugs now before we get into our NPL recap. Email brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com for any comments, questions, uh, anything else, Content really. suggestions as well. <laughs> yeah, actually, good point, content suggestions. Um, Facebook, The Raw Review, Twitter, at BNE Football, where 
We'll still be updating you on the Raw games that have played, but unfortunately we won't have any NPL or FFA Cup fixtures to update you on over the next four weekends because, unfortunately, there's no NPL to recover. So this will be our last NPL recap segment. If anyone knows any good Park League tournaments we can cover, then let us know. Uh, haven't, they been, haven't they been postponed as well? What's no. Leighton Orient doing with that FIFA tournament? Oh, yes. Uh, we may well, have to resort to covering that. That's going to be good. We'll get on that later. But yeah. You are our FIFA player, James. Yes. And As a group, you're the FIFA mi- player. It might be the first time we ever talk about esports on this podcast, and hopefully that'll be <laughs> the only time we talk about Desperate Measures, I think. Yes. Is the E-League going ahead by any chance? What's that? It's over. Is it? Damn. <laughs> Damn, Apparently, there goes that content suggestion. <laughs> there, actually, there may be another E-League season starting up pretty soon. <laughs> Especially if they can play it all from the... Get the players just, to play. Do, yeah. Well, does, just does, do, e, does E-League have a, a uh, four-week preseason? I don't know. We'll have to find out. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, NPL. It was round six this past weekend gone by where, because of the rain, we actually only had three matches to cover. So... That didn't stop the big results coming through, though. Starting down on the Gold Coast, where Gold Coast Knights were held by Morton Bay United, thanks to a late goal from uh, Alex Yanovsky. And they deserve that point too, Morton Bay, because in the, in the um, second half, they really did push forward, particularly after Gold Coast Knights got a red card through Nick Panetta. So they really did push on. They got a couple of really good chances that they didn't take. Then they got the set, the set piece in the 93rd minute, and Alex Yanovsky does what he does best. We've seen him hit plenty of good free kicks before. This was... Top draw once again, and it's a really good point for Morton Bay. Yeah, look, um, yeah, the game certainly did uh, change when Nick Panetta got, got sent off a straight red for, um, I think he gave, Alex Janowski, actually, of all people, he gave him a uh, don't argue, and uh, the referee also gave him a don't argue to the shed. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, look, Morton Bay, I think, actually would feel a little bit um, aggrieved that they didn't actually get all three points because they really um, sort of turned the screws late. So I think credit to uh, Gold Coast Knights, at least preserving a point. But I think they'd be fairly disappointed that it's uh, two drop points, which in uh, the context of the season, um, it could come back to haunt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that also wound up uh, having, oh, wound up keeping them, I suppose, in second place as uh, Lions FC had a weekend off. As no trip to Mackay for Lions. Yes, that was called off quite early as well. Um, then we also had uh, Redlands 2-1 over East. That was a big result for Redlands as well, who, you know, now all of a sudden two wins. They're an impossible team to read, aren't they, Redlands? This is what they've been, though, for the last couple of years. When you Just when you think it's time that you can write them off, they they bounce back with a, a couple of good games in a row. And look, it was, it's a good performance from them once again. They're getting a win over East. Two teams who are in that bottom bottom six, if you like, James, who, again, when the league does resume, may be in that relegation battle, potentially, so a win in that context is really important for them, and it's two wins on the bounce for, for Redlands as well, so they've it looks like they've turned a bit of a corner for them, so it's a bit of a shame that the league has been postponed for a month. Like you say, Redlands are a hard team to follow. Um, I regret You're a right, bit of a, yeah. A bit of a uh, advisory for anyone that actually has a bet on the MPL. Don't bet on East because you don't and, know what you're going to get. And don't tweet us about your betting problems either. We don't care. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, I'm 100% on board with that. pre-season games, idiots. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where you might want to seek some help from yeah. a relevant body. Yeah. If it's pre-season. Anyway, um... What else do we have? Oh, that's right. The most dramatic way for the NPL to conclude for the foreseeable future. Olympic 2, Brisbane Raw Youth 2. What? Like, what happened? There's so many ways you can look at this. I'll start off with Olympic. It's the third home game in a row that they have dropped points in now. So I'm, I think it's, this is more like the East game at the start of that run where they had the lead and let it slip. They might have to look at how they close out games at home. That seems to be a problem for them. But 
for the Brisbane Raw youth, they are in a great run of form at the moment with their ability to just keep going and keep trying to find a way to get a result because I have to say, when I did not think they were going to get back into the game at 2-0 down, 20 minutes to go, James, and they got a moment of magic from young Josh Morn, who did fantastically well, took the ball with a great first touch and an expert finish in the bottom corner. And from them on, they did start to create some chances and they got their reward through a penalty late on. And they, again, just like Morton, they deserve their points. So too did the Raw Youth. It was, it was fantastic. Okay, two things on this game. First of all, actually three things. First of all, of course the Raw uh, left it too late. Second of all, second week in a row where they've had a late strike to seal a point. And then thirdly, in this enforced hiatus, can Olympic try and sort their uh, home field advantage out? Yeah, look, that is a concern. But look, one thing I want to say some more about formation of the Raw. Um, uh, they, they did, um, obviously they had a lot of their top, their sort of their better players play. So you had um, Jordan Courtney Perkins, uh, Isaac Powell, who mysteriously changed their played in different jumpers which threw us for about five Either they changed the numbers or they did some um, something in the, in the yeah. gym. Um, I will say that's yeah. not the only that's not happens quite a lot in NPL especially yeah. when you're trying to commentate games and go why what's happened here? Like, luckily one's tall one's not so tall but Roman Akbari also uh, played and Kai Truon Michael Frecken goal as well and yeah, Michael Frecken of course but um, Kai Truon actually played in um, a holding midfield role alongside Harry Talbot which um, may be um, influenced by last week's discussion on the podcast could possibly be, could be perhaps yeah because um, yeah and he did a great job um, obviously like I said there's a, a lot of attacking, attacking firepower that Olympic has and in most part um, they, they did a good job so that might be one to watch you know, going to the end of the season or future, you know, Kai Truman might be heading into midfield. Well, there we go. Um, on that as well, we should point out, so the uh, Kai Truman scored the match equalising penalty after the Raw had had one saved at the end of the first half as well. Yes, I think it was um, Kai Tepaldo took the first penalty, which was well saved by Lockie Hunter. And speaking of Olympic, Adam mentioned um, that they should, I think it was one of you mentioned that they should get their, um, I think it was you, James, that you mentioned they need to get their home form right. I think they need to actually invest this time in um, trying to um, find a cloning machine for Jez Loftus because he was fantastic once again on Sunday. He was brilliant. He got a fantastic goal, and he was just he was the star of the show for seventy odd minutes there on Sunday. So if they can somehow clone him, he that would be ideal because he's a pleasure to watch. Well, look, uh, Royal Coach Chris Grossman, he's pretty happy with the attacking depth that his side has as well. So let's hear what he had to say on that now. Marquez not getting a lot of starts. Do you think if he gets that one goal from your side, he'll really kick on in terms of regularly getting on the score sheet? I hope so. I hope so. I think uh, yeah, there's a lot he obviously needs to work on. I won't shy away from that, and I don't think he will either. But, um, you know, it's good to have competition in that in amongst what we do. Um, and, I mean, Kai's been going really well at the moment. So we've got those two great and Doolin's out. He's coming back hopefully next week as well. Um, so we've got some real competition, which it's not anything that I'm doing. Um, you know, the boys are driving each other, which is great, and it makes my job quite easy. You mentioned getting on the squash. Josh Moore got the squash as well. It's like a fantastic finish from a young player there as well. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good kid. Um, I think uh, when we bring players in and when I give players opportunities, I look at two things. I look at how good they are as footballers, but first and foremost is what they're like as people. And, uh, you know, it's a good testament to Josh as a level-headed kid. He surrounds himself with, uh, you know, with very good people. Um, and I think his opportunities aren't coming by chance at the moment. They're coming by, you know, hard work and determination to get to where he wants to. And that's a professional football opportunity. So he still needs to keep working. But uh, it was uh, it was pleasing to see him on the score sheet today. Okay, so that was uh, Chris Grossman there. Scott, you had one last thing you wanted to mention about this. Did I? Josh. I was just talking about Josh Moore. I mentioned it earlier. He, he was, he's been a fantastic young player. We've seen him come through last year. 
against Peninsula Power, making his debut scoring. And the goal he scored on Sunday, it was. if you haven't seen it, go and have a look at it on the Football Queensland socials. It was an absolutely brilliant way. He, it, it won't blow you away in terms of the way... Another goal we're going to talk about in a minute in the NPLW, but the first touch to create the space to take the goal was... You can t- you can you could see he's a natural striker, and as he gets older and matures, he's going to be a really good player. So it was a really good sign. I've seen plenty of professionals miss from there. So the way he took it, it was yeah, it was great. Look, he he definitely is one for the future. I keep also talking about Harry Talbot as well. Uh, they're both around he was about captain. seven. Yeah, they're about they're relatively the same age, and they're two players. I think you know going forward, you know you want to see what Raw's prospects are in their academy. There's two players you need to watch out for, amongst a host of others. Definitely. Okay, and uh, speaking of phenomenal goals, Ooh. we should also mention uh, Momo Hayashi for Gold Coast United in the NPLW. Absolutely phenomenal strike to open the scoring in Gold Coast United's win over Kapalaba. Uh, 2-0 to the home side there in a match that ha- had its own bit of a late drama as the live stream had, live stream had to be interrupted as um, a storm passed over Talabadra, so... If you want to check out how that match ended, uh, Simon Smale had to frantically get off the commentary post there. So, hi Simon, if you're listening. There has been a lot of great goals in the MPLW to start this season from distance. That was by far the best of them. It's a an unbelievable strike, to say the least. I thought I thought Sophie Person's goal two weeks ago would be the goal of the year, but I think we have a new clubhouse leader because that, that goal from Mano Hayashi, wow, that's all I can say. Yeah, there have been some excellent goals in NPLW uh, this week, oh, this season overall. Like the Lions-Gap game that finished 5-5, pretty much every goal was just a long-range bomb. And then uh, they had the two in the Lions... Um, who did I call it? Lions Palbar game two weeks ago. Billy yeah, Murphy. Billy Murphy, yeah. And even Cannon Cloth, yeah. Yeah, just from outside the box. But those were. Uh, they all look like tappings compared to Momo Hayashi, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> yeah, well, look, I'm a big fan of what uh, Hayashi can do at the back there. And you've seen just, like, what sort of a cannon she has on her right boot when she uh, struck that. So, full credit to her. That was phenomenal. And it was deliberate as well. It wasn't a cross or it wasn't a ball forward, it was a shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then there was also another crazy game featuring Lions, which seems to be the norm at the moment now. Uh, Lions 5, Logan Lightning 3, down at Logan. So uh, another good three points for the defending double team. They love a high-scoring game, don't they, Lions in the MPLW? I mean, I'm sure that when the league resumes, Rob Askey will be preaching defence. But at the, the amount of goals they're scoring at the front end of the field at the moment, it's just they've got the weaponry to cover up for some some defensive liabilities at the moment, but I'm sure as the season goes on, they're too good not to tighten up defensively. They look really good, so too do the gap as well. They didn't play at the weekend. Their game against Morton Bay was mercifully postponed, but <laughs> those two sides look like the standouts at the moment, along with Logan. Yeah, look, I think Logan... Um... They, they, look, they showed great character. They, they came back uh, twice. You thought, look, can they pinch one? But then it just low lines. I think they just they found the extra gear. And I think they obviously have learned from the lessons of the previous weeks, where you know they like so they they're struggling to close out because they really did a good job closing closing this one out. So um, so yeah, look, I think the result the result I think for Logan, I think they can take plenty of hard that, especially from the second time round. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so in heading into the hiatus, uh, Gold Coast United and Lions, 10 points on top of the table. Uh, Morton Bay and Southwest Queensland, as well as... Oh, so Morton Bay and Southwest, que- Southwest Queensland on zero points. Uh, FQQAS and Souths on one point of... Oh, yeah, that's right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. Just making sure I can count properly. Okay. And... Uh, can like, you read? That's all I'm worried about. Yeah, well, that too. And... Um, 
Yep, all good. And then FQPL, Holland Park, Western Pride both had big wins. Logan had a win over Souths and uh, South West Queensland got up in a close one over Ipswich Knights. I believe they're actually top of the table now, aren't they, the Thunder? They, they are. are. three. So wins. If we talked about last we week, the sort of that form first... that they're in, they're off to a great start. So for them, for them, this um, stoppage comes at the worst possible time, doesn't it? Because they are in great form. You're right, James. We, we did see them play in round one and they, when they were... You could see what they were building to. It seems like now it's really starting to click in the front, their third as well. So they look like they're going to be a really strong side if and when the league resumes. Definitely. And look, just a shameless plug as well at the moment. If you are missing football, there are complete archives of this entire season on the Football Queensland YouTube channel. Would that be on available on NPL TV? I'm or is assume, that, is that, start be, is that launch being postponed? Uh, it was scheduled to be on Friday. I don't know what's happening now because I'm... Just the voice that shows up and commentates, to be honest. Uh, questions Football Queensland on that one. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, Football Queensland YouTube channel for complete archives of the game. Some of them have some fairly good commentary, and then there are also the games that I've done. I just had to get in before Scott did. <laughs> I was going to say, don't worry about that. And it was coming. Yeah, so... You know, if you're There's also football. the one game that I commented on which I think should be incinerated, but anyway. Oh, that was a fun game, especially us trying to hold our notes together <laughs> as the rain just blew into the commentary box. Yeah, no, nah, they haven't let me loose yet. Oh, they will, I'm sure. <laughs> just up, you just got to ask nicely. <laughs> anyway, um, well, before we sign off, we should say, first and foremost, we will be back next week for another podcast. We're going to continue as long as uh, there's football to talk about, whether it's the Raw or... Uh, football Queensland competitions so you're you're still stuck with us for the time being Uh, what may happen is we may have to change the format of the podcast a little bit we may be forced to replay some classic segments or record some retrospectives retrospectives of our own if that's the case you know so be it we'll make sure that you've got something to listen to every week we can't always promise it'll be entertaining but we'll do our best and yeah that's pretty much I think all we were going to say if you have any segments that uh, really stick out or moments over the last four years that you want us any games in, even further back if you want us to talk about let us know yeah absolutely because let's be honest like we're just going to do our best to get through this as we said all along you know this is a podcast that we do off our own backs we're not making anything off this other than ego boosting so that's pretty much all we've got at the moment yeah that's um, like I said of, of those choices of game requests I know on Sunday one will probably think very highly but also as well some of the more obscure um, games as well like I said we'll do the like a nil all draw five years ago you want to talk about one of those do you? I'd rather not not that nil all draw <laughs> no. I don't know which one you're referring to but <laughs> round 27 <laughs> against Melbourne victory yeah yes I was there and why uh, did you have to bring that up <laughs> that was the one I honestly thought you were mentioning but yeah so like we're going to keep podcasting through this because well we enjoy it um, we hope to provide you with some entertainment in that time even if it is only for an hour a week um, we do appreciate you still continuing to listen to us. And, um, yeah, I think that'll be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. So thank you, Scott. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. And uh, to our listeners, also take care. Absolutely, guys. Thanks. Great to be here. Again, to your point, stay safe, everyone. Yes, that's it. Normally I would say, you know, thanks, everyone, for listening. Get out and enjoy the football this weekend. But I'll just echo those sentiments. Thanks, everyone. Get in front of the couch and enjoy the football. Yes. Enjoy the football from a safe space. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Brisbane Football Review.